0: Hey, this is Gerald Strawberry and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that has not already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin show
1: on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin show. Woman on the radio. Blah <laughs> blah!
2: What the hell are you talking about, Paulie? Joe Salzone's like your personal assistant now. He's my valet. <laughs> he follows you he's around like, all the shows. He's my
0: personal valet.
2: He killed it there. He did good on the uh, Sports Center update. He's he researching did. names, except for Yankees, apparently.
0: But well, and he better. called Luis, Louise, which we're, yeah. we're going to excuse because he's getting better. You know, there are some rumors of hermaphroditical activity going on in the area. Um, Josh. Yes. And Forrest...
1: Yes
0: Forcing your chime in
3: About what I'd ra- oh, Yeah I'd Jerry rather
0: not. I'd rather About what
2: About what Shouldn't I be running
1: <laughs> Yeah run your ass To the coffee pot and get us all <laughs> I, w- I was running <laughs> uh. um, so Where do they g- make you Drive every morning Over on that other show I see you go to your car At the same time every day
3: Oh like To leave
1: no, like you go. <laughs> to your, you you obviously uh, haven't left, uh, Forrest. You're still uh, here. No, oh, I what, move
3: my ca- I move my car so I don't get a ticket. Oh, all right. So okay. you go
0: for the freebie for the first little while, and then where do you go after that?
3: Come, come back.
0: No, not, not yeah. You <laughs> knucklehead!
1: Yeah, what I'm do you sorry, do with your I'm car? Sorry.
3: <laughs> oh my God! This is, is, this like, more, is where he, do you
1: move your car? P.S.D. needs coffee right. in the he lot. Actually,
3: right. Yeah, near where Daniel parks. Okay. Ah, so why don't you just leave it there in the beginning? Because I don't have a key. How do you get in there now? Uh, one of the people who works there lets me borrow it. For no, a I, minute. Well you could ask me for the key and I'd let you have the key. <laughs> but you're like on the I don't want to bother you, you're on the air. You're doing your thing. That's what I
0: mean for.
2: Us. Is
3: like it him. me
0: or is he becoming more for
3: like, <laughs> no, it? Really. He's, he's adapting.
0: He's adapting. He's he's taking the character, he's running with it. That's what he needs to do here. He's he's establishing his legacy now. Daniel's got the key. <laughs> Daniel's got <an> extra <laughs> I don't want to bother him. He's he's the core back of this team. Well, now that we've already introduced him, why don't we have him do his so, job? So I, I gave the assignment uh, to Forrest, a.k.a. Neil, a.k.a. Matriga, uh, to give us a Yankee update. Big day for the Yankees yesterday. Forrest, what do you got?
3: Big, big, big day. Yesterday, going into the game the Yankees have never hit a home run off of Dallas Keuchel. For Yankee fans who know he's been their Kryptonite for years. Going back to when they faced him in the wild card in the 2015 and last year in the playoffs, he just killed him. But John Carl Sam, first time in pinstripes against him, just knocks two back to back home runs against him. And it was just completely awesome. Lovely. Holy cow. All that,
1: right. Uh
3: <laughs> that update was brought to you I by like Shell Motor. Oil.
1: <laughs> I like it. I um, like it
0: it's a lovely update uh, you know i think one of the things that's interesting about this is as we watch boston took off too um you know a big big start uh, and 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 those things have a tendency you know water finds its level it's going it's going to level off they couldn't have kept that pace going and the Yankees were you know 500 ball or whatever and a lot of people were criticizing Stanton about you know his batting average was below 200 he'd only hit five dingers at the time that I started really concentrating on it you know it's it's only a matter of time for the Yankees to get hot and they're going to they're going to have their their if they if they don't do anything bad for a month but stay 500 one or two more times and then get hot, they'll be in, in, in fine position at the end of the season to either win the division or certainly come in as a wild card. So I'm not that concerned. As far as Stanton is concerned, you know, I have to say, he's he's a National League hitter who's now moved to the American League. In all fairness to him, let him get a run and start to really judge where he is in in the middle of June, you know, where he's now recycling and seeing these, these pitchers uh, multiple times and gets a better idea of what is going to be required of the strike zone in the American League versus the National League, so... Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna do fine. I don't think he's gonna bat two ninety, but I mean I think if he bats two sixty and hits fifty dingers, we're gonna be and has an on base percentage of over three fifty, we're gonna be really happy with that.
2: The fun thing about it for me is watching Yankee fans melt down they melt down over everything. Like they they're gonna be fine. It's it's really fun to watch. Like they're fire this guy, cut this guy, you know, yeah. why did we trade for this guy and having heart attacks? They're two games out.
0: You know, right. come on, relax. Well, there were five games out and it was April and they were, you know, this is heresy. You know, they're going to they're judge everybody. But I mean, that's, that's the pressure. And that's something else to say that Forrest actually pointed out, which was, you know, this guy's playing in Yankee Stadium now. It's a different level when you have to play in that stadium. The fans are rabid. It's, you know, Philly, New York, Boston, those three cities, they're tough cities. They want immediate gratification. They pay you that kind of money and they want to see the ball go out of the park every game. Every game they want to see it, and if you don't, particularly when you strike out five times, multiple times in the season already, you know, they 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 get a little jumpy. They get a little jumpy.
2: I'm so torn right now. The Forrest Gump soundtrack is so great, and I'm trying to think of a theme song for, like, for him, like what song
0: off of that soundtrack? Well, didn't you have to go with just the one where they float the feather and... Don't you have to do that one the, the opening one I thought I was gonna do For What It's Worth By Buffalo Springfield. Yeah but that was With the Vietnam War Sequences You know And that's indicative Of that era Something I think the that... But it's even slow Like him too Something's happening But where's the theme Is The place behind the whole That kind of
1: like that wispy kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. John Williams feathers, stuff. Yeah. yeah, where's that at? Yeah, where's the theme that.
2: to the to the movie? Okay, yeah, I got that in my po- back pocket. All right, keep talking sports. Pull it up.
0: So you know, Josh, <laughs> yeah. you can't travel about my hood, which is all through Highway 11, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get reports. I'm not going to find out, you know, acquisitions that you're making and so on and so forth. So you went to one of my favorite places in all of Syracuse, Myers RV. I did. Yes, you did. I understand that you were shopping recently for <laughs> an RV at Myers RV.
1: This is news to me, but all right. Are go. you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I will play along. Myers RV, sure. Uh, Who told n- you this? I have my spies okay. that says that
0: Josh is in the market to buy an RV, and where else to buy it but at Myers RV? I've always
1: front. been an RV fan. I'm a kind of, I go to these RV shows for no reason. The boys there, no. Here it is.
0: We're playing it. Hmm. So peace. every time he walks in the room, this comes I, that, I think that should be it. Okay, isn't that the forest? Gump? peaceful. Are, are you looking for? Look
2: at,
1: are you looking for an RV? Uh, I mean, listen, it's not a, it's not open debate yet. There's no discussions let being me tell had. You but
0: I walk in this place, and I've been there small. a number of times, trying to be incognito, looking around. I'm looking myself um, for a pontoon boat. So we go into Myers. You know, they got the big display, all the good stuff. Uh, and the thing that I liked about going in there was there wasn't somebody in my face trying to tell me what I should get, what was on the lot that they could move quickly. They asked me the questions telling that telling you needed. to move your Christmas tree. Exactly. <laughs> so so the boys said, "Well, what are you looking for?" What do you have? And I told them I had some specific needs. I have a 175 Route, so I need a boat that's long enough. They did all the statistical stuff, looking at how many feet that had to be, what they had, you know, that was being traded in versus what they had new versus the number of people on average I was going to take. You know, I mean, they just went through the whole thing with me with possibilities rather than trying to sell me some something that I didn't want or that was not exactly what I was asking for. And sure enough, they found the boat new and used that I wanted within 15 minutes. Um, you know, and they have all the service, they have all the stuff you need. So I go in there, I go into Myers RV looking to buy a pontoon boat, which now looks like I'm going to do. And I walk out of there going through their RVs and seeing what they have RV wise now. Now, the rumor that I heard was that you were in the market for an RV, that you're an RV aficionado. That is true, yes. And that you were, you were, you know, pricing things and everything else. So I've gone to. Like four or five other places now. Because when you're making the investment in in an RV, that's a lot of dough. I mean, you know, if you're going to buy a high-end one, man, they got everything there.
1: I like the smaller stuff. I like the stuff that you can kind of pack up with the kids not it, necessarily. Not those huge, giant like a, tour bus attach ones. Attach it to the back of your Volkswagen. No, no, no. Like this, like the larger vans, like the bigger van RVs. Like a Vanagon? Is that what they call called? Like a Volkswagen van? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'd like. I'd like a Vanagon. Yeah, like, like yes. No, I like the bigger, like van size ones, like the Mercedes yeah. sprints sort or of, no, the, whatever they're you, called. You know, the, this kind of makes me think.
2: What? That I need to speak to the great one Ed Levine. That if you're both making RV and pontoon boat money at this place, <laughs> I. I'm driving a Pontiac. <laughs>
0: it's, fun, it's, fun, it's funny you say that because you think that you would have to go, you know, hundreds of thousands. You don't. You don't. Actually, they, they have a network there of finding you what you need. And so now I'm walking out of the place with Robin saying, well, why don't we get an RV that pulls the pontoon boat?
1: Wow. Over at
0: Myers RV. That, that's a get. So one call covers them all for your boat needs and your <laughs> RV needs. I'm Daniel Baldwin for myers rv what
2: uh, now like do you it. want like a stove and a couch
1: and a bed I need, I need and uh, both of i need it all you don't need it all you don't want I mean, the full kitchen you need it, you you need it all i want to know i want to know about this pontoon boat party when are we having a
0: pontoon boat party oh bro I've got the, the boys down at myers are getting everything available so, you got uh, out on the
2: water do you got a a diving board off the top of the pontoon boat the the pontoon boat that they're
0: looking at has the slide on
1: it oh, oh bingo i'm wearing a speedo you're yeah. gonna speedo it out yeah He's coming down to the Speedo. Look at a lot less interested going out of the <laughs>
0: There's <laughs> a visual. Forrest, you coming on the RV party? RV pontoon boat party?
3: Yeah, hook up my pontoon boat to yours. You have a pontoon boat? <laughs> yeah. I got a place on Scania. It's like we got two boats.
1: What is he RV's doing got a, well, he's, he's got a
3: place on Scania.
0: was
1: like he's, I'm on I'm on yeah. Oneida. He's balling you. He's big balling me. Holy he was, cow. He just tried to
0: take over, didn't he? <laughs> <He's
1: playing. laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See how, how yeah, perfect right. <laughs> It actually
0: is the perfect it's like I got a place on scan that list.
1: Did Forrest, I think Forrest <laughs> did form Bubba gum Shrimp. If he's getting on a lake house, he's yeah, got what two boats. Doing? So it's mom and dad's
3: or you have a place he on He doesn't scan. have anything. My grandpa <laughs> bought it and it's like our whole family. It's like we all use it.
0: Wait, I gotta hear this word again. Your grandpa what?
3: He, he bought it. He bought it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's so good.
3: I think he invested in Apple just like <laughs> Forrest
1: did. Gump did. And now he's he got a
0: boathouse. He did, Bubba Gump Neal <laughs>
1: Holy cow
3: So you
0: have any more update for me than that? No, no I got more This is what you
3: prepared I got a lot more I got a lot more Well, then get in, let's go Yeah, and also Luis Severino was also the story of that I, he, It's been an incredible turnaround for him Watching him his entire career Because two years ago People didn't think he was going to be a star He was going to the bullpen And now he's a Cy Young contender. Thank you for laughing at me, Paul
0: <laughs> Polly, what's going on? Can have the fit I, over here, Polly?
3: Yeah, I just can't. He sounds just
0: like force Gump. <laughs> you thought, thought I was kidding. But <laughs> I gave him the when I gave him the dick keep going. There are moments when he forced on us, yeah. isn't there? Alright, keep going. Come on, let's go. Right. Severino. What the hell?
3: And yeah, sever Yeah, he pitched his first shutout last night. He pitched the whole game. And but also the one thing that I've noticed which started the Yankees' turnaround was when they called up Glaber Torres. It just gave him a burst of energy. This is when they really started going on their win streak, was when Gleyber Torres came up. And him and Miguel and Duhar, who are two both really young prospects, are just tremendously helping them offensively but defensively as well. And the thing about Duhar is when they send him down, Aaron Boone said he's not ready defensively for Major League Baseball. But I've watched him. He's been doing, making incredible plays at third base.
0: How many errors does he have this season or any, any?
3: Um, I'm not sure so far. I can, I can look it up real quick.
0: All right, no, no, don't have to look. It up. You're on All a right. roll. Go, go. Cue yeah, the music. Him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Glay Torres, He came up. He's been doing good offensively. He hasn't gotten a home run yet, but that's definitely going to happen once he gets more adjusted to major league heads and the yankees have good problems because Brandon Drury's out, uh Clint Frazier's out, a lot of guys are hurt right now and you got arguments for who's going to stay when all these guys come back because right now Andrew Harris taking Chris Brandon Drury's place, but honestly I feel like they should just get rid of him and keep things the way they are cuz you don't know when Greg Bird's going to come back.
0: So you think that when guys get healthy
3: if they all get healthy collectively that the Yankees are going to have to send people out. Well, yeah, de- definitely. Glaber Torres might be one of the guys that guess sent down. I don't Think that should happen, but Tyler Wade might be another one they sent they send down because you know it won't be too cost them too much money and he can develop more. And Clint Frazier, he's just not going to get any time at all because the outfield is just way too crowded right now because you got four solid guys who are in the outfield right now.
0: So the prospect of the New York Yankees, two games out, now that they've made a little bit of a headway and chipping away at Boston, in the in the next month, what do you foresee with the New York Yankees, Neil?
3: I see him, I think they're going to keep going. I think they're going to, after May, they're going to be ahead of the Red Sox because they got a series against them after they play Cleveland. And I think if they keep doing what they're doing, they should get at least two wins out from Boston, which will tie them up to lead the AL East. And then I think from then on, their schedule isn't that bad after the Red Sox. They got Washington, I'm sorry, Oakland after Boston. Oakland's been okay so far. They got two games against Washington, which they should be able to at least get a win. And then they got Kansas City, who's just been one of the worst teams in baseball this year. It's not a bad schedule after Boston. So they should be able to take a slight lead in the American League East in May.
0: We'll be back with more compelling stories from Forrest Gump on the New York Yankees.
3: Mets baseball is driven by
1: Amtrak and CNS companies.
2: Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back
1: in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m., and
3: 1440 a.m. The Crunch Beginner North Division's
1: final series in Toronto against the Marlies tonight. Catch-out of Crunch. Show begins at 6.45. Puck drop at 7 on ESPN Radio.
3: I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um... So what?
2: It's unlistenable radio. You
1: understand <laughs> me? Daniel Baldwin Show... Charles Barkley has apologized to Draymond Green for claiming he wants to quote punch him in the face so hard.
0: <laughs> now, did you? Uh, what I like and why this is not a so what for me is: Did you see Draymond's mother's tweets? His mother is tweeting Charles is going to run away like he ran away during the Julius Irving bird fight. He's going to run away like he'll keep running. Charles, Draymond going to get up on you, Charles, Draymond. going I was like, wow. I don't think he literally meant he wanted to punch him in the face, but okay. So yeah, interesting. have you read up on this, Paulie? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool,
2: but you know, some people have punchable faces. <laughs> <Wow. You know? laughs> I get it, I get wanting to punch people in the face. What do you think?
1: Draymond was, uh, went after him too, just like his mom. Draymond said things like, I wasn't a Charles Barkley fan growing up, no disrespect to Chuck. He's a great player, but as I got older, I watched his game and I knew he was undersized. He's throwing, like, little, like, subtle jabs. I'm here, small
0: Ooh, ooh, calm little fella. Yeah. Calm little
1: fella.
3: So what or not, Forrest? Uh, I think it's not a so what, because this isn't the first time Charles Barkley's done stuff like this. Like, honestly, I think he really needs to stop, because he's lost his best friend and respect from a lot of his, like, colleagues and peers. It's like, I really think he needs to consider just, like, stopping.
0: So you think, when you look at the Jordan Barkley thing, you saw that as... Um Charles's fault?
3: Well, Charles did flat out say Michael Jordan was doing an awful job as an owner, and from what I've read and researched on, Michael Jordan was offended that he didn't call him first right. to like let him know. And that's just where it all started from.
0: Well he he's he's an analyst, so he said it, you know, as an analyst. Um, and I think that the deeper part of it was because I know them both, um uh, the deeper part of it was Charles wasn't afraid to say that the people around Michael were worthless, you know, a, a, a bunch of them. And and so Charles would know that. Um, now that may just be his opinion, but you know, you do when you're, when you're at the level of Jordan and not that I know this personally for sure, but I know from being around those guys have a lot of yes men around you. A lot of people that just say what you want to hear and, you know, and stroke you constantly and, and they're there for the money, you know, they're there for the dough. And so, um, I think a lot of people would be afraid to say some of the things that Charles has said in his opinion of Michael and, and some of the things he's done because he's so untouchable as Michael Jordan. So I think what Charles um, overlooked was the fact that um, it would it would, it would hinder on their friendship. I don't think that Charles would have said that had he thought Michael would have been so offended by it that he wouldn't be friends with him. They had a very very long running really really close friendship so that tells you a little bit about michael that he wasn't able to you know take a little bit of what charles said whether he agreed with it or not or or mess with him back and say whatever he wanted to but to end or 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 curtail their friendship as a result of stuff that he said to him about being an owner I think that's pretty shallow of Michael, actually.
2: Yeah, I, I think if you're friends with someone like Charles Barkley, which we all are, we all know a big mouth, and uh, I'm probably that guy, but... Uh you know your friends are going to say things. It's not shtick for Charles Barkley. He says what he's thinking, and that's why they—he's been on TV as long as he has. So. Yeah,
0: and and the criticism too wasn't. You know, there, there's certain things that you can't do. You know, you never attack a guy's game. You know, never say anything about his family, his wife or his kids. You know, there's 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 kind of golden rules that are up there, and when someone is struggling with something, but. Um certainly Michael's record as an owner, you know, ha- has not been stellar considering he's Michael Jordan. He's used to winning. He's used to being at the top of the food chain and many things. And as an owner, he's not even middle of the road. You know, he's a, he's a not make the playoffs owner for a long, long time. So, um, again, just based on record alone, I would say he's not been a very effective owner. You know, he's not.
1: Next. So, so what? <laughs> Sorry. Just he's, point back,
0: a- he's back watching porn. I know. What are you looking at? You.
1: <laughs> I'm reading my so what, so I have information. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was studying them.
1: If you ask me questions, which always happens, after reports, uh, if you remember Tuesday show when your brother called in, uh, reports of Jason Witten being offered Monday Night Football... Money to leave the Dallas Cowboys. It is reported now that he will leave the Dallas Cowboys and join Monday Night Football coverage for roughly four million dollars a year. Yeah, how does he not do that for the sake of his family and everything else? To... He's thirty-six. He's a, was a fifteen-year <coughs> vet. He was getting up there anyway.
0: He's done it all. He's done it all. What's left from and and you know another thing, which is which is how I'm going to relate this to the Houston Rockets are going to get LeBron story is that if you're Witten. And you think, and you're with, this is different than being with New England. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to be in the Super Bowl next year. I do not see that happening. I do not see them being the NFC representative. I don't even see them winning the NFC East. So, with that said, why would you hang on because there's there's a lot of promotional stuff that happens when the team does well for an athlete, so unless you're the running back the star wide receiver or the quarterback, you're not making that money unless the team does really well. then you get endorsement just take a look at our own market We have a legendary a legendary coach in in the Syracuse University basketball program in Jim Beheim. you know w- w- one of the the gurus of zone defense very very successful for the size of the university and yet Jim's doing you know uh, commercials for local companies because that's what's here in this market you know so Witten the same thing is going to be representing a Dallas you know uh, a Cadillac dealership in their commercial at the end of the day how much can they pay him unless he's representing Cadillac nationally and doing national commercials, whatever. Which they're going to reserve that for the Troy Aikmans of the world, or whatever quarterback that they signed to do it. So, the the upside for him at thirty six is not there financially for him to make the versus four times what he makes as an NFL player at thirty six and not going to go to the playoffs. So,
2: is it me or is it crazy? He's making four and a half million dollars a year to work. You know, he's probably going to do spots on Sports Center once a day that are like ten minutes. Right, and then he's also every day. You think he's doing those? Well, maybe once or twice a mm-hmm. week, and then he's doing a Monday you know, night game. A Monday night game. I mean, probably They probably get there on Friday mm-hmm. and sit down with the coaches and stuff over the weekend. But I mean, that's four and
0: a half million dollars. From
2: do what him. I read, yep.
3: there was like a bidding war for him. Like ESPN and Fox were both going after. Him. It's
0: what? one. It's one word. Huff. You know what Huff is? Mm. H O F. Hall of Fame? You got it, baby. So if you did your years in the league in any sport, and you're going to, and Jason Witten is going to the Hall of Fame, I promise you, probably first or second vote. So he was that much of a legend, at tight end. Probably the best tight end of his era. So knowing that he's going to go, really? Who's better than Jason Witten, numbers-wise?
3: Tony Gonzalez. Antonio Gates.
0: Gronk?
3: No, Gronk's younger. Witten's
0: been doing it since Gronk's in high school. Before high school, junior high school. So, now, I, I would ask you to look up those numbers and do a comparison then for tomorrow. Because, um, uh, well, but anyway, what I said was Hall of Fame. If you go to the Hall of Fame, then that legitimizes you in the booth. Now, provided you can speak, you know, and you can you you can perform in the booth. But he gives them a real presence in being a guy who really did it. So that that makes it legit. When you look at uh, uh, Vinny Testaverdi, who played for many, many years and won a Heisman, versus sitting next to Troy Aikman, or sitting next to Steve Young, or Joe Montana, they won Super Bowls. They're in the Hall of Fame. There's a difference to that when you're trying to attract viewers to watch them speak. So uh, get winning, winning and, and becoming a member of the Hall of Fame Gets you that kind of money. I think that's the that's the reason why. Well, what's
1: interesting, too, is that this is the third Cowboy. So you said Troy Aikman, then Tony Romo, and now Jason Witten. Three Cowboys have gone to TV coverage.
0: Well, not just that. There's, uh, what's his name, Michael Irvin, you know, who also is pretty, and Troy also have network jobs. You sure. know, where where, so, well, the Cowboys, you know, with the quote of America's yeah, team. Yeah, when you
2: play for teams like. Dallas, Dallas Pittsburgh New England you're going to be more recognizable to to the average fan
0: listen there's a list of the size of each city in the United States so New York is the biggest city in the United States the second biggest city anyone LA Los Angeles number three Chicago no I don't think anymore
1: Syracuse Nebraska
0: I think I think Houston actually is three Chicago slipped to four.
1: Oh, oh, I bet the, down. So, yeah, I bet, oh, so, Texas cities. So, city, so I in to the go. top five, three Texas
0: cities are, are now. Believe it or not, San Antonio is number no number six. San Antonio. You are going to go with the list? New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Washington, Houston. Oh no, I don't believe that. That that numbers wrong. It's a, These are the top ten uh, TV markets. Oh, TV. Yeah, I'm not talking TV markets. I'm talking the size of the city. So here's the reason why. Because. When you go, if you're LeBron James, for instance, or anybody for that matter, you, you make a lot of money on the endorsements of shoes, products, different stuff. You It's bottom line. You want to be seen by as many people as you can, which is why I thought it was actually a possibility that LeBron, two years ago, I thought he'd go to the Knicks. I really thought there was a possibility he would go there just because it's such a gigantic market. So if you're going to get 10% of the people or less to buy your stuff and there's 14 million people in, in, in the city – you're gonna get ten million people to buy your shoes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of shoes mm-hmm. when they cost two hundred fifty bucks a piece. It's a lot of shoes. Yeah. It's two hundred fifty million dollars. You know what I mean? So, so the the point the point that I'm making is is that Houston becomes much more attractive to LeBron because of the size of the city. It's a, it's a gigantic city. It's a gigantic market for him to make money in versus going to. I mean, you play in Utah and you get a chance to start. You're in Utah, right? No one's watching Utah. No one's watching them, you know. It's it's a big Mormon state has a very very low population. Like ninety percent of their population is in two towns, so yeah, they're going to Houston. I told you that.
1: Final so what story? This one is interesting to me. So a year ago, New Yorker writer Maria Konnikova announced that she was going to start investigating the world of professional poker. She wanted to dive into professional poker and write a book about it. That was the plan. Well, it turns out she got so good at professional poker, she's not doing the book. She's won $86,000 playing professional poker, and now she just wants to be a poker player. Wow. Over how long did she win that? This is just in these last few months, so she's been learning how to play, and then she won it. it, it she won that in a tournament, and then she won $57,000, according to the last tournament, an Asian Pacific tournament or something like that.
0: What does she look like?
1: She's pretty cute. Look at her. She's not. She's not... Yeah. Kunikova. She ain't bad.
2: I love watching poker on television.
0: I don't, I don't get it, I'm not I good it. I don't know if
2: I'm uh, one of the few people, but I, I love watch. watching poker on TV. I, I love watch. playing poker.
0: I don't agree with how they play a lot of times.
2: I'm very conservative. I don't... Are you? Yeah. You're Jack's a better guy? Yeah, I just like to just like to sit there and watch people play. I'll throw my
1: cards in a heartbeat. And as long as we're talking money, this is a headline. I didn't get to it in so what, but Patrick Beverly's mom, Lisa Beverly, Patrick Beverly of the Clippers... His mom went on Prices Right yesterday and won $41,000 in prizes.
0: <laughs> and, and you know what's why the Prices Right is able to give away $41,000 a day? Why? Because less than 10% of them actually keep the prizes.
1: They just take the cash value?
0: No. What
1: because happens? Because you have
0: to pay the taxes oh, to them man. for the prizes. So if you win a car that costs twenty five thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars, you got to cough up nine grand t- sure. to receive it. And a lot of the people that are going on prices right don't have nine grand available. So then they offer them a buyout, which is a great reduction, nowhere near the value of the car. And they go, hey, look, you can. Or some of them just actually have to leave the prizes there.
2: Well, that's what I was wondering too, because usually it's some person from a podunk town in the Midwest, and like, yes. how the hell do you get a pontoon boat
1: from Hollywood? to... They'll say, they'll say, well, you can pay to have it shipped, or... Right.
0: Where would you like us to send your stuff, and do you have the tax check, please? Yeah, right. And so they don't realize that going out. They're excited that they won, and they don't get boom-gots. Maybe that's
2: who you should bid on the crappy showcase showdown. Just take you know, it.
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Take that first one that
0: nobody
1: wants, and then you can... Patrick's now, mom won two cars, a thousand dollar cash, and a six night trip to Madagascar.
0: Well, let me just say this now when I when I listen to that. So the Madagascar the trip, is that like you're gonna get over there on a bicycle? Because she won two cars on a Madagascar trip totaling forty one thousand dollars. So what cars did she win? <laughs> know, she got two of them a good for question. Yeah, grand. It says she won uh, two Yugos. Uh
1: what? it doesn't say what cars, Come it just on. shows two cars. Two cars on a trip the to Madagascar. Uh Yeah, I want to find it. I can find it during the commercial break, though, and if you want me to, I'll come back and tell you exactly. Because that's a good point. $41,000 for two cars. Uh, ain't she got a couple of Kia Sorentos or something? What yeah, did she, did, she did. They said the average
2: car usually goes for 13165 on <laughs> right, right. the prices right. So really? really like that. Yeah, yeah, they're just like the,
1: entry-level cars. I like it.
0: And she won two of them.
1: Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> His and hers. Patrick qu- tweeted out. Why do you need two cars? <laughs> I don't know. He wrote, Mom's one on The Price is Right. It's lit. Let me, ho- let me get a hold of one of them cars, mama. <laughs> <laughs> we will come back at CSPN <laughs> Radio Syracuse. Like this is The Daniel Baldwin Show.
0: Hey, now. Have waiting for it the whole time? Waiting for I, the point? I was
2: enjoying my prerogative by Bobby Brown. Wow.
0: Strong move. Um, So, Mike Schmidt in the news.
2: Yeah, apparently uh, Sunday he made some sexist jokes on the the Phillies broadcast. Terrible.
3: They say when you you do that, you're going to do it another time. If you pop your shoulder, it's going to
0: keep on popping out. And I guess if you don't do the dishes, it doesn't matter. You're just never going to do the dishes. I got a dishwasher at home (laughs) myself. You don't think he has one, Brandon? My wife. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh. oh. Donna, oh. No. Donna is no. not going to be quite, happy about that. Quite, quite actually. Oh, that was bad, huh? Uh, actually, I do the dishes. Oh um, boy. Most of the time. Christine, our stage oh, manager, is not happy about that. <laughs> Something
1: that sounds was, fishy uh, about that, too. Yeah, it does. Me too movement. Where does that fit in? One, two, pitch. You can't make jokes anymore? That's a little but you think that's too much no, so for I, I,
2: national television, yes.
1: That that joke
2: in the locker room amongst guys is fine. You can't crack it on national like on
0: television. I think I think it, it, we talked about something earlier when the story came up that we talked about um, what era he's from. You know, Mike is what's gotta be sixty five? Sixty eight. sixty so, eight.
2: <laughs>
0: um, um, so so And I'm not making excuses for him. Um, I I don't see it as such a highly offensive. He backpedaled and said he does his own dishes most of the time. Uh, You know, God, you can't say anything now. You can't say anything.
2: And that joke's been said 10
1: billion times. It's just an old man joke. It's an old man joke.
2: Yeah, uh, you know. But you could hear the announcers squirming in I like wouldn't have even terror. thought.
1: I would have been like, no, "Oh yeah, you."
0: About that. Quite, quite actually. Oh, that was bad, huh? Uh, <laughs> like
2: actually, the nervous laughter. Well, like, yeah, he back, he backpedaled. But Josh, you work on a fart and penis morning how show. how Dare you? It's much
1: more.
2: That joke's gonna be fine. That joke's <laughs> gonna be fine on your show on a television broadcast of a major league baseball game. It's.
1: I just think it's an old guy joke. I don't think it's anything. No, it like, definitely is. Yeah, it's yeah. an old guy joke.
0: And and the fact that you know, I'm going to guess that less than one percent of their audience are women over forty. <laughs> that would be, you know, I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not condoning the the inference. You know, what I mean, but
1: you know, <sighs> I, it's, cause, it's because of social media that would have flown over the air. No one would have ever said a thing about it. You'd have never even heard that joke. It was kind of buried. You barely even heard him say it, but it's because someone heard it. Then they tweet about it. Then it becomes a news story. Then the news story gets tweeted about. And then it starts to snowball out of effect. So just a throwaway old man joke suddenly becomes the most offensive thing of the week.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think in the end of the day, if I'm the producer of the show, I go ahead afterwards. And I think I might be careful, you know. But and it, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, it's just not that big a deal that we're going to get a speech from Mike Schmidt now about how he's offended women and blah 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 blah.
2: Like you said, the the audience, like one percent of them's women, probably. I guarantee it's even less that haven't heard that joke before. Like, like well, you're
0: vacillating now because you were offended by it before. And no, no, but not, you know
2: what I mean. Though? Like. I'm not offended. It's there's a time and a place for things, but also people have heard that joke ten billion times in their life. I guarantee it. Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: I mean, I I I'd like to take a look at when you make sexually inappropriate. If you're talking about. Violence against women if you say something anti-semitic if you uh, use the n-word or say something racist, you know Let's pick and choose the ones that you know and And not be so critical I think because there's certain things that there's no room for zero tolerance should never happen That people should be fired immediately if they do say or anything so with that said um, you know, there's other stuff that sometimes it just gets to be so nitpicky about. It was,
1: uh, it's almost a literally take my wife, please joke. He's doing Henny Young. He's like, yeah. we're going to go, like, yeah. take my wife, please. Oh, what do you mean, take her Take her and put her in a prison camp? What do you mean, take my wife, <laughs> right, please? Right, and, and the other thing about it is is
0: if he gets home and Donna looks at him and says, Hey, that was really crappy what you said, blah, blah, blah. He'll be on the next day and apologize. Hey, my wife was upset about that. I didn't mean to. But to have social media and people say because he made a stupid joke, um, you know, I just, I, I think it's too much.
2: The other thing, the, the problem I have with the world today is that everything's an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. Right. Like, like there's no, there's no manslaughter anymore. It's like, you know, yeah. man, like every, there's it's no level of murder. crime. you go into you go into the gallows it's not the speeding. second it comes out of your it's mouth. It's not speeding, it's murder, you know, so.
0: You know, so, so there was another uh, a thing that, you know, there's a new resurgence now as happens once every few years about, is it time to exonerate Pete Rose? And, um, you know. All along, I always, you know, I realized what he did was against the rules of the league and blah, blah, blah. There was never any proof, which would have been a big one for me. Had he bet on his own team to lose, that would have been for sure banishment to me. If he had bet on it, because then you would have to say, while he was coaching, he could make decisions in order to have his team lose for profit. He never did that. I think there was one or two times where he actually bet on his team to win. He did bet on his own team. I think that was proven at the very end. Uh, But it was only to win. Um, And he was gambling on baseball. So, you know, if he was shooting heroin in the bathroom, we'd all would have been saying he needs to be removed and he has an addiction problem. We should help him. If he was drinking in the clubhouse and hiding it in a plastic cup, we just said he's an alcoholic. Well, he had a gambling problem for sure. Anyone that would put himself in a position like that, knowing who he is. But all that aside, um, he had 4000 hits. He was uh, a staple figure, and certainly has absolute, unequivocal first vote in Hall of Fame numbers. Is it time to let this go and let this guy into the Hall of Fame, Polly?
2: I've been one of the ones that have wanted him out until he he at least shows some a little bit less of being a d bag about the whole situation. He's been a real, real jerk about it. Like, just admit you did it. You know, he's been. You know, Hasn't he admitted it? Now? Yeah, but he's oh, he's just, the way he's handled the whole situation, he bet on baseball. I, I find that way more egregious than doing steroids, things like that, because because you hurt the whole game when you bet on baseball. And if he bet on his own team, which he did,
0: you know, you well, you, you put a black well, eye on the whole game. Well, let's take a look at that, what you just said. So... You find it, that's very compelling, you find it um, less offensive and, uh, and, and less severe if someone takes a drug that, hang on, that makes their performance or gives them an advantage over another player that's illegal. That has to do with how they play the game, okay, versus a guy who bets on the Yankees and is coaching in Cincinnati and has nothing to do with how a team does. I, I don't agree. If everybody's
2: taking steroids, everybody's trying to improve their performance. They're trying to be better. Right. If you bet on baseball, there's no saying that he didn't go up there and take a third strike. You know, it's you know what I'm saying. Well, he was coaching. He wasn't he? Playing. Was a player manager at at a point when it was going on. So you know, there, there's no saying he didn't do that. And gambling.
0: You can throw games in baseball. So if gambling, so if well, well again, we we opened it up with there was absolutely zero, and no one ever implied, and they did a huge amount of homework when they broke this story. There has never been a time that he bet on his team to lose. That, that he always said, even though he begrudgingly started admitting that he made a mistake. He never bet on his team to lose. So there's no proof of that. So don't throw that in there now to try to make your argument better.
2: Well, we're going on a gambler guy who's lied about it. G- granted, or, gra- so? gr-
0: granted, but but they did a lot of homework from his bank accounts and checks he wrote and blah blah blah, and then they got the the uh, um the bookies information and, and 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 anyone interviewed has never implied that he did that. So so with that said, I'm going to make that a given because I think if they could have broke that, mm-hmm. oh believe me, they would have broke that, and the ban would be on, and I would back them. I would back them on banning him if he threw if he threw games, but I don't agree necessarily with the idea. Um, that someone taking a, a performance-enhancing drug to um, to make them better than Babe Ruth or better than Hank Aaron or better than you know Mickey Mantle or better than anyone that's playing versus somebody who adheres to the rules and doesn't do that. That's why they get banned from the sports internationally, and that's why that they don't get into Hall of Fames in our sports because they were cheating. So that's cheating directly related to playing the game, he was doing something that was illegal to do, no different than any other crime that he could have committed that outside of baseball. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy that. But we'll be back with more well, after
2: this. So we might as well stay here and wrap up the show. We'll do one, we'll do one quick, long break at the end of the show. Wow. Oh, we're, we're almost done? Yeah, we so run late. This uh,
0: it's a producer decision, it's no, so on-field position. Are like you ga- Did you gamble on how long the show would run today? No, we went long.
2: Wow. So we'll have Josh
1: do a live
0: read, and
2: we'll wrap up the show for the day.
1: Listen to On the Block with Brennax all this month. Be caller 5 when prompted to call, and you will win a free haircut from Sports Clips on Brewerton Road in Cicero, Sports Clips, and ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Also, right now,
2: 437-7644, you can win a... Happy hour from UPS. At the, you can register to win the happy hour at Shaughnessy's Pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. Food and drink on May 18th for your whole office.
0: Wow, the, you, you said that and the phone is lighting up. Lighting up. Calm so Joe, there's a two minute delay. So
2: everybody have a nice day. <laughs>